0: Hello, welcome to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Here you will find cutting edge information provided by the best experts in the world so you can learn how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Bruno de Gama is the Brazilian Health Nut in a mission to solve the problems you have when trying to lose weight forever. He is a nutritional therapy practitioner a certified personal trainer, and a holistic lifestyle coach by the Czech Institute. Don't forget to say hello and sign up to our free newsletter at www.brazilianhealthnut.com. Let's go!
1: All right, Terry, thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate the time. Can you tell a little bit about your story? How did you go from little Terry and now like doing all this amazing work with people, helping people to get healthier?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Bruno. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm, I'm excited to chat with you today, and, and um, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. It's exciting stuff you're doing, and, and um, you're, you're definitely going to help a lot of people, and you're doing great things. So I appreciate the opportunity. So my, my story is you know actually I was always very passionate about you know, athletic performance and movement and nutrition and, and supplementation and just trying to understand you know, the human body and, and how it performs, but I actually had some pretty severe health issues um, a lot of my life. I had chronic respiratory infections and lung infections and sinus infections and um, you know, was born premature and in the hospital a lot and uh, chronically on antibiotics and, and corticosteroids because of all my health issues growing up. And so that just totally destroyed my gut health. And then at age 24, I'm 35 now, so it was about 11 years ago. It was kind of the perfect storm. And um, I got really, really sick. I had some hormone issues, horrible inflammatory problems. And I I really had horrible inflammatory problems my whole life. Um, But it was just the perfect storm. Everything was going bad. My hormones, my gut health, my inflammatory markers were off. And I was really sick. literally saw 27 different doctors from 2004 into 2005. Um, wow, 27? Yeah, 27. It was it was crazy. And, and um, so they couldn't figure out what was going on. And and, and eventually, um, after seeing 27 doctors, they basically said, hey, we're sorry. You know, traditional medicine, we don't really have an answer for you. We can give you some medications to help treat the symptoms, but we're never going to really heal you or, or get to the bottom of this. And so the last doctor literally fi- uh, filled out disability paperwork and said, you know, kind of have a nice life. Good luck. We We can't help you. And so... As a last resort, I, I, I met a woman who was a naturopath practitioner, and, and again, you know, this was 2004, so you know, not that long ago, but 11 years ago, almost going on 12 years ago, and she wanted me to change my diet, she wanted me to do some supplements and do some crazy things, and she was kind of like the crazy hippie type, you know? and, and mm-hmm. you know, people thought she was nuts, I thought she was nuts, but I did what she told me to do, and within about six weeks, I was like a new person. And so that that just absolutely changed my life, and and I changed my diet. I started you know changing some lifestyle um, you know factors and in, in, in using supplementation. And then yeah. um, at that point, I just became obsessed with with you know how much I was helped by this. And so that spurred my passion for for nutrition yeah. and performance. I, I went around and learned from the best people I could. I got some certifications and some you know credentials, and and then um, I've had my business really for the last uh, almost seven years, and I've been helping people and in, in, in going from there. Got you.
1: What did you do differently from the 26 prior doctors? What did she do differently with you? The main thing?
2: Yeah. Is. Yeah. So the main thing is she just taught me about real food. You know, she said, look, you, you know, uh, it's not necessarily the, your diet maybe is not causing everything. It's the perfect storm. It's, it's you know, toxicity. It's poor diet. It's poor sleep. It's you know, um, stress, all these things have compounded and, and the perfect storm in your health is, is, is gone. And so the main thing she did is she taught me how to eat real food. So I got rid of sugar and gluten. Those are the first mm. two things I did. I went on a gluten free diet. I, I eliminated sugar and then I took, um, I took milk out of my diet too. I wasn't completely dairy free, um, but I took processed milk, sugar and gluten out and, and all of my respiratory and sinus and, and lung infections, you know, they went away literally overnight.
1: Overnight? Wow. Yeah. It was that quick? Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> cool. And you have a pro- program called the Paleo Transition. For people who don't even know what paleo is, can you tell a little bit about the background of paleo and then why you call it like Paleo Transition?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, paleo, you know, Bruno, you know, I mean, you're 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 out there on the internet and, and doing big things and, you know, paleo is a, a buzzword and, and it scares yes. some people to death and they run from it and some people love it and some people are searching for it and there's a lot of doctors even and medical practitioners that are telling their people now finally to go on a paleo diet because it's very helpful for, for weight loss, it's very helpful for people with autoimmune inflammatory problems and so… What, what paleo is, and, and I guess, you know, 11, 12 years ago, I moved towards a paleo diet, but I didn't even really know what it was. That wasn't the term at the time. And over time, I've progressed to a paleo diet. I don't think everybody has to be on a strict paleo diet, but I think they're good principles to learn. And so, what paleo means is there, you can exclude things. And so, a paleo diet excludes grains, dairy, and legumes. Okay. And so those food groups are taken out of a paleo diet and a paleo diet is made up of, you know, tons of vegetables, tons of fruit, nuts and seeds, properly raised animal proteins, you know, so grass fed beef, wild caught fish, things like that. So it's just moving people towards real food. And the name paleo comes from the paleolithic era. Um, and, and that was a, a, an era in time where people were hunting and gathering. It was prior to the industrialization of food, and so people had to eat real food, and and so it's kind of like you know, can you kill it? Can you pick it? Can you grow it? And 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 those types of foods are are paleo, whereas processed foods are not paleo. So that's kind of the, the basic mm-hmm. definition.
1: Mm-hmm. Got you. I was down in Austin in Texas in April this year on Paleo FX. And one of the first talk was about this conception of legumes. You know, like you said, excluding legumes for the paleo diet. Right. And now they kind of like a, maybe you can, some people can have, some cannot. So do you think it's going, we're going to be more towards a specialization, like individual diets for each person on the, on the future?
2: Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's a great point. And I think legumes are, are kind of the piece that are probably the least. Strict or the least offensive in a paleo diet. I mean, most people need to look at grains and and dairy first and see how they do, and maybe they're okay with legumes. You know what? Maybe some people you know that I work with they're okay with with white rice or with uh, white potato um, or quinoa, you know, or things like that. So, I I think you know for for people who uh, you know I'm a big uh, you know basketball fan. I know I'm sure you're a soccer fan, and, and you know with your your country, yeah. of Brazil, you know, you're amazing, um, you know, soccer, soccer players or football. But, um, you know, I tell people it, it's like, it's like in a, in a team sport, you know, you might have like an offense or like plays that you run, you know, and, and, and that's just your, g- the general plays that you run. But if somebody has a, a, a shot on goal or somebody has, has a, a shot at the basket every once in a while you play outside of that script and it's okay, it's acceptable and so that, that's kind of how the paleo diet is. I believe it's very, very good principles to get yeah. people started to help them understand real food and to help them eliminate some of the culprits. But it doesn't mean everybody has to go by that super strict script. There could be some changes and people could be, be fine with those changes.
1: Yeah, definitely it's more like a template and a lifestyle than just a diet i think right
2: absolutely absolutely yeah,
1: cool. so you, you your program is called transi- Paleo transition what's the transition part of this Yeah.
2: paleo so what i found is that you know paleo it, it it really works for people like people who need to lose weight people who have health challenges even athletes it really really works for people especially though in the weight loss in, in the weight loss and the fat burning uh you know deal and so what I found is that it's very scary though. Like if, if if Bruno, if you tell one of your clients, you know, that you're coaching, hey, no more grains, no more dairy, the average person, that's very overwhelming and very scary. They're like, Oh my gosh, what do I eat? What can I eat? Well, of course, mm-hmm. you and I know there's tons of things to eat. There's unlimited things to eat as far as vegetables and nuts and seeds and fruits and you know, properly raised animal proteins. But the average person who eats, you know, the the standard American diet or sort of the westernized diet that that America has, has ruined and, and other countries are following suit, people who are eating that that way, we, I found that, you know what, we need to transition them. And so I put together a program that has different pieces and, and it has the main piece is education. So there's like 40 video tutorials and, uh, you know, 100 and some pages of documents. And then there's a private online community And it's transitioning people away from the standard American diet towards a paleo diet. Just like you said, a template, you know, we don't have to get crazy strict on day one, but let's just move you in the right direction. Let's get rid of some sugar. Let's get rid of bread. Let's get rid of, um, you know, uh, soft drinks, pop, you know, And, and, and I just move people in the right direction over time and we just do it like three days at a time over a longer period of time and then people transition away from processed food away from the standard american diet towards a paleo diet
1: right yeah i see that works much better than just going cold turkey like oh let's do this everything has to be right i think it's it's better just small increments day by day little things here and there and then when you see that becomes a habit and then you can go okay so now let's tackle this thing and now let's tackle this. And that's why I, when I work with people, I like working more three months to six months because I see much better results right. than just going like
2: cold turkey in the first week. Absolutely. And, and things will change. You know, what works in week one or two, you might struggle with in two, two months down the line. You know, So you, you always yeah. have to adapt. You always have to make changes. And, and, and that's why, like you said, three to six months is, is a better time period. Cool. Awesome.
1: I was on the website today, And I saw that you have this thing uh, about the biggest mistakes of going paleo. So can you talk a little bit about those mistakes that people uh,
2: make? Yeah, you know, (laughs) as you know, I mean, there's so many mistakes, right? I mean, there's so many things that um, um, that, that people struggle with. But I think, you know, probably the biggest mistake, and especially in the fat loss, fat burning world, you know, that that you're an expert in, is Mm -hmm. I think, People, especially women, get very scared um, to eat fat, and so you know I think the biggest myth is just fat intake. You know people get very, very, very scared of dietary fat, and one of the biggest things that I try to teach people is, you know, dietary fat does not equal body fat, and, and, and quite often you know we you know people, especially women, need to bring in more dietary fat. They probably need to bring in less carbohydrates but they need to bring in more dietary fat. And so I think just demonization and, 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 and scaring people of eating fat is a big problem. Um, I think that's a, a big thing that like I try to teach people. Um, I also think that a lot of people uh, mistake the paleo diet as like a, a totally low-carb diet, okay? Mm-hmm. So right. it, it's not necessarily that, you know? It's like, yeah, if you have somebody who's very overweight and having health issues, then yeah, you know what? Maybe we need to put them on a very low carb diet, but in reality, it's it's a moderate carbohydrate diet and maybe somebody like you, Bruno, who's training hard and and, and who's lean, you know, and looks good, you you might need to bring in more carbohydrates and, and a good amount of carbohydrates than the average person, but it's right. it's not necessarily a low carb diet. And that's one of the things that people get mista- you know mistaken on is it has to be low carb. It doesn't have to be low carb. You could eat a diet 100 percent carbohydrates and still be considered a paleo diet. I don't think most people would do well on that, but it's 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 a possible. So I think you know, not understanding fat, not understanding carbs, um, and, and, why people are so so afraid
1: of fat is that just because of the name? Because I was thinking about this, uh, even with some clients, I just go, let's change the name, fat. For energy, and then people, oh, cool. And then <laughs> because they, they think, like, oh, if you're eating fat, you're gonna gain fat. I was uh, this weekend, I was with my friends and having breakfast, and then they were, t- talking, we were talking a little bit about nutrition and, and food and all that good stuff. And they were like, oh, but this is so fattening, this is so fattening, like eggs and bacon. And I was like, well, just give it a try, you know, right. because they were having bread, they were having <laughs> cakes, and the, all those brown food, and, you know, so I was just like,
2: let, let's change the name,
1: maybe a fat for energy, and see what
2: happens. Absolutely, you're so right, you know, and, and um, I think people get scared of it, because the, in, in the United States, the FDA, you know, our Food and Drug Administration, we they've demonized fat you know for a long time in the, in the 80s and 90s there was the campaign to you know eat a low fat diet and this and that and and you know that was largely you know run by money and it was you know it, it created a ton of new low fat products and processed foods and that was a billion dollar industry and so i mean we just gave people the wrong information and 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 you know the the you know food processing uh, food growing in the medical communities, they all bought this, this lie, you know, hook, line and sinker. They bought it and they started spreading it. And we all just kept repeating the same lie after lie. And and we, we did it sincerely. We thought we were doing the right thing. Like, you know, people who were telling people eat a low fat diet, they thought they were doing the right thing. They, they clearly weren't, you know, and now we, now we have all these problems um, from that, especially, you know, people have gained weight and, and are overweight. But, it's just, it's just a lot of it was, was money. A lot of it was, you know, uh, products on the market and just, just the wrong information that got repeated for generations. So I think that's the biggest thing with fat. And, and and then the challenge is, you know, like you said, change the name. Well, there's many different types of fat, you know, yes. And, and, yes. and and they're different, you know? And so you've got saturated fat, but guess what? Saturated fat, you know, that's what people are scared of, but saturated fat from properly raised animals like grass-fed beef, wild-caught fish, uh, pastured eggs, you know, that that saturated fat is actually good for you, you know, and and, and from coconut oil, you know, I mean, those things are good and there's, there's no data to show that it's bad. It, it's, you know, saturated fat from a McDonald's hamburger from a sick animal. Well, yeah, that, that's bad. You know, I, I don't yeah. want people eating that, you know, so... Like you said, it's just understanding that there's many different types of fat, omega-3, omega-6, omega-9, saturated fat. You know, um, There's just different types of fat, and they're not all the same. And so it's just grouping all those into the same group is, is probably the biggest problem.
1: Yeah. And especially nowadays, I think we we have two kinds of everything. We have two kinds of meat. We have two kinds of fish. Even fruits and vegetables, we have organic and non-organic. So it's a little complicated to, just to, to pass to our clients and, and to show this, you know, we have this meat and then we have that meat. Yeah. But, so any any other mistakes that you think you, you'd like to talk about besides the fat content and also the mistake of thinking paleo it's low
2: carb? Yeah, I, I think a couple other things I'd say that are common mistakes. And one is people think that like a paleo diet is like you're eating like raw meat off the bone and you're a caveman and, and all you eat is fat and meat. And, 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 some people do that, but that's not necessarily true. So like on a paleo diet, most of my clients, their, their diet is, 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 you know, 40 to 70%, you know, plant derived diet. And, and, right. and so it's a vegetable based diet. Like if you're on a paleo diet, you need to be eating vegetables. That's the number one thing, you know, that, that you're bringing in at every meal. And then there's properly raised animal proteins and, and fats. And so I think just understanding that vegetables are still the focus, um, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, maybe the vegan community or the vegetarian community, they don't understand that, you know, we're actually in agreement about 70 to 80% you know we just a paleo community just thinks that it's okay to eat properly raised animals you know a, in addition to the fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds so right. i think that's a big uh, you know mis- misconception and then i'd say the final thing that people really need to grasp is that the paleo diet is is not it's not a crazy it, it is restrictive to the average person but to people like you and I who really live this out, we know that there's a ton of great choices you know you, you can eat a, t- a ton of variety of, of of you know meats and seeds and nuts and vegetables and fruits, and you just have to get creative, you have to get educated and you have to learn new foods and, and you can really really you know bring in lots of different foods. We just have to actually cook and shop and and, and that's what most people aren't, are not doing because we've just sort of handicapped ourselves and, and we've, we've become helpless, um, just because of society and, in and, and what's been normalized in sort of the Western culture. Um, and then I'd say the final thing, I think I said final last time, but there's one more, <laughs> cool, um, cool. the final, final thing is that it's not just a reenactment of history. You know, you get some people who are misinformed and they say, Oh, you know, you're just doing that because you're saying that the caveman did it. And well, the caveman only lived to this age and this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's not just a reenactment of history. It, it it's much more than that. And and what it is, is it's there's a lot of science behind it. And it it's a paleo diet is a great way to normalize blood sugar. A paleo diet is a great way to lower inflammation. A paleo diet is a great way to improve hormones and a hormonal function and to improve gut health. You know, so there's a lot of pieces to it and there's a lot of science behind it that the average person doesn't get. And not just the average person, most health practitioners, most scientists, most doctors, they don't get it. They don't understand it. There's a lot of science behind this stuff. They might not have read it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And it, and it does exist and it's out there and eating real food, you can call it whatever you want, you don't have to call it paleo, but eating real food Is going to help reverse a lot of symptoms and a lot of problems that that traditional medicine doesn't have a good answer for. Mm, Thank you for sharing that, man. That that
1: clears things up. Uh, I love talking about myths and debunking a lot of myths. And I saw that you have those five nutrition myths that you share with people once people sign to your newsletter. Can you talk about some of them for us?
2: Yeah, I, I think you know what. Honestly, you know they're they're pretty they're pretty much the same things that I just explained. Um, mm. You know, so it, it's again, it's it's understanding fat, understanding carbohydrates. Um, you know, they're really the, the same things I just touched on. Um, I, I just sometimes position them differently for the average person who's scared of a paleo diet, right? Because a lot of people get scared of the word paleo. They think it's too crazy, too restrictive. They can't do it. So with that being said, I just want to educate people on those same, those same key factors of understanding fat, understanding carbohydrates, um, you know, un- understanding um, you know, normalizing blood sugar, repairing your gut health, um, things like that. Th- those are the key factors that are, that are really universal that I try to teach people over and over.
1: Mm, cool. People come to you for a variety of reasons. They Maybe they have some issues with Alzheimer's and maybe they're having some problems with weight. What do you do if somebody has a problem with weight and wants to lose weight? What's the conversation that you develop with this client? How do you start, start this transitioning of uh, into a, a better diet?
2: Yeah, you know... Bruno, it's so funny. You know, I I love hearing about your journey. You know, we talked a little bit before uh, we started recording this, and and you told me a little bit about your story and kind of what you're working on. And you know, I think it's it's a journey. Like everything we're doing is a journey. And you know, I'm you know sort of eleven, twelve years into this journey, but really longer because I mean, I I was excited about this stuff before um, I even knew I had to do it for my own health, but. When you're in the journey, I think a lot of us think it's all of, the first thing we learn is working out, right? Like I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to run, you know, I'm going to do whatever, play a sport. And we think that that's like the answer. And so then we do that for a while. Sometimes we age. Sometimes people have health issues or weight issues, like you said. And so then nutrition becomes the big topic, you know, and, and, and then I feel like we we learned the basics of nutrition and we move forward. And and then I think that a lot of people never get past that. They never get past workouts and nutrition and maybe supplementation. And there's really a lot more to it. And so when I have somebody who's 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 having weight issues, I want to look at the whole picture. And so I, I, I do want to know what they're doing to move, what they're doing to work out. I want to know what their average daily diet looks like. I want to know what supplements they're taking. Those things are all important. But what I found you know, over the last 10, 11 years is that there's way more to it. And, and a lot of times hormones, gut health, toxicity, sleep, stress, and emotional pieces are also things we need to talk about. And, and so my, my goal is to really take a snapshot of all of those areas and, and, and then see, you know, okay, what, what are the biggest, I call them blocking factors, you know what are the factors that are blocking this person from achieving their goals, from achieving the results that they deserve? And so like you said, it might take three to six months. you know that that that's absolutely correct and, and realistic. It's gonna take some time. but we need to understand you know besides just moving and and eating, you know what are the other factors? and so I, I address all those. so that's the first conversation is we we get into all those pieces. And I want to understand what their symptoms are, what their problems are, how they're feeling, and if there's other pieces of this. Because one of my mentors, a guy named Sean Croxton from Underground Wellness, and, and a good friend of mine, you know, in his book The Dark Side of Fat Loss, he he talks about how um, weight loss is not just a math equation. It, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not just calories in, calories out. And if it yeah. was, then. Nobody, you know, people who wanted to be skinny would be skinny. It'd be an easy thing to fix, but it, but it's not. And so, I guess that's kind of a long answer to your question. And I'm happy to break down any one of those pieces if you want. But those are the things I talk about on the first, the first day.
1: Mm -hmm. No, no, that, that's uh, how I work too. You see, we've seen the holistic approach. You've seen a lot of things just besides just diet and exercise for sure. Let's say if somebody is having problems and with sleep and. Stress and other. Kind of, what do you treat first? Is there something that's more important than the other? Let's say they they having a good diet and they are moving, exercising, but the stress is high and sleep is high. How what is what is more important there?
2: Oh man, that's so tough. It, 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 it's it's um, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's it's tough because it just depends on the person and, and it depends kind of on their willingness to change. You know because you know, you, you lived in New York, in New York. And, and I mean, talk about like a high paced, high stress life, you know, everything's expensive. People are working around the clock, they're partying, they're going out, you know, there, there's a lot of pressure, um, you know, to dress a certain way, to be a certain way. They live a stressful life. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I think, you know, you got it, you got to stop pouring gasoline on the fire right? Mm-hmm. So, so you got to figure out, you know, what are you willing to do? And so if somebody's eating well and somebody's moving, you know, probably the next thing I'm going to do is probably add in some supplementation, maybe to help repair their gut health or help repair their adrenal health. You know, mm-hmm. that's probably a good next step. But then- do you
1: have a list of supplements that you always recommend or it's very individual? You know, it's, it's pretty
2: individual, um, uh, you know, I, I'd say that um, um, there's there's probably two supplements I recommend to nearly everybody. And in um, uh, the first one is vitamin D3, and the second one is called ProTandem. And and mm-hmm. ProTandem is an herbal product. It has five herbs, and it's amazing for adrenal health, amazing for inflammation, amazing for stress. And and, and so those are the first two products that I pretty much recommend to everybody. But then after that, it's going to depend on if somebody, you know, has liver issues or if somebody has adrenal health issues or gut health issues, you know. After that, it's going to be pretty individualized.
1: Mm-hmm cool you mentioned a little bit about calories what if a person talks to you about oh it's just about burning more calories and eating less and all that kind of talk about counting calories how, how do you do deal with that
2: oh uh, it's tough because everybody's been brainwashed by that right i mean your clients all come to you i'm sure and, and, yeah. and that's what they want to talk about so i just i try to educate people and i let them know hey look you know calories at the most basic um you know at the most basic level are, you know, one thing we can control, one thing we can measure, okay? But, but they're not the end all be all. And so that's where sleep, stress, um, gut health and hormones come in. And so gut health and hormones are really, really, really the, the important piece here. Because I can take somebody who's eating, you know, call it a female who's eating 1200 calories a day but she's eating a low-fat diet and she's eating you know, grains and dairy and things that she thinks she should be eating. And I can actually probably bump them up to about a 1,500-calorie or 1,800-calorie-a-day diet, but it's all real food. It's low sugar. It's no grains. It's no dairy. It's all plants and, and properly raised animal proteins and some good fats. And we can see them actually start to eat more food but lean out. And, and look better and feel better. And a lot of times, that's because we're normalizing blood sugar, we are healing gut health, and we're getting rid of maybe some food sensitivities or food allergies that they had, and, and we're lowering inflammation. And so when we do those things, those are the other factors that are not accounted for in counting calories. You know, so so most people just want to count calories, but they but they're totally neglecting the fact that maybe they have food sensitivities or food allergies. They're, they're, they're hurting their gut health by what they're eating. They're putting their body at an improper hormonal state, so they're not burning fat. They're not building muscle. So that's kind of the, the first conversation I want to have with people is understanding that calories at the most basic level are one thing to measure, but when you go all in and you, you really take the holistic approach, you start to realize that there's other things that might be more influential, might be more important. And, and I think gut health and hormones are the first two to address.
1: Cool. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of times uh, gut health. How do we start by, by healing the, the gut? What should we look looking to?
2: Yeah, so it's a, it's a complicated thing, you know, and, and it depends on on who the person is. And so like I had some major health issues and, and was put on way too many antibiotics and corticosteroids and drugs, you know, growing up because I was so sick but so so i have like some pretty severe gut health issues meaning that i have you know leaky gut or gut permeability where um a, lo- a lot of times food particles food proteins can sift through my gut lining and can get into my bloodstream and then that causes immune responses and you know those immune responses can develop into autoimmune disease or autoimmune conditions or 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 symptoms So the first thing we want to do is we want to eliminate the most pro-inflammatory foods, the most gut-irritating foods, and in my opinion, those would be grains and dairy. So the first thing we got to do is eliminate those foods, stop putting gas on the fire, then we want to do, you know, take things or or eat things to help heal the gut. And so, um, you know, that that might be um, probiotics, it might be taking probiotic supplements, it might be eating them. You know, so kombucha. Fermented food, Yeah, fermented foods is, is a great, great option. Um, you know, and then it may be for people who are, have more serious issues, you might have to use other supplements, um, you know, to rebuild the gut lining, like L-glutamine or clostrum or secretory IgA type supplements, you know. So there's a lot more to it for the complicated person, but for the average person who wants to lose weight, it's probably going to be eliminating gut-irritating foods, eating some probiotics or taking some probiotics, and then just, just you know, sticking with that over time and, and the inflammation can go down. And, and a lot of times, you know, people who have bloating or who, who th- their stomach doesn't look good or they, they feel it doesn't look good, a lot of times that's toxicity and gut health. And if we, if we fix those two things, their, their abdominal area starts to just look better.
1: Yeah, there is so much to talk about gut health. It's crazy. You could just be talking here the whole show about that. Absolutely. <laughs> but let's let's change gears a little bit. I want to talk to you about exercise. Okay. And I was talking to my a lot of my friends about exercise. And the first thing they tell me is, oh, I got to go run. I got to go jog to lose weight. You know, I have to go to the gym and go on a treadmill. I know you're not a big fan of that approach. Can you tell right. why?
2: Right, right, right. You know, uh, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I'm not a big fan of steady state cardio, you know, where 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 people just kind of all they do is run or treadmill or elliptical machine and they just go and they get on there. And it's, it's a pace that their body becomes very used to, right? Like, you know, like they just go on the treadmill and get their 30 minutes of cardio in per day. And what I find is that initially – when they haven't been moving at all they get results right because if all you right. if you do anything you're going to get results because your body hasn't been moving but eventually you get you get stuck in a routine where you're doing the same thing over and over again and it's it, you get a plateau and so you stop getting results and so there's a lot of different things we could talk about here but but let me try to keep it you know kind of simple and 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 put it in the um you know sort of the whole paleo type type world Mm-hmm. is we weren't necessarily meant to, to put our bodies, like running is a stress state, okay? So if we, if we look at our bodies, like of course we've adapted over time. Like, like we, have, we have adaptation, we've adapted to certain foods, we, we've adapted to different things in the environment, toxins, um, whatever. But our bodies weren't meant to run like 26 miles or e- even a 5 or 10K all the time Generally speaking, our ancestors, our bodies were built to hunt and gather, you know, so, so we, we walked, we lifted heavy stuff, we sat around, we had community, um, we ran from a predator, we killed a predator, um, but it was generally like very acute, like short, short periods of time, you know, where, where we climbed a tree or we, we had to run from a tiger or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in right. the running response, our body perceives that as stressful, because it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? You're running. You're 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 running from something, and so when we put ourselves in that state all the time, we we generally it's it's a, becomes a chronic state, and so it's chronic stress to our body. And I believe it's not putting ourselves at a, the right hormonal state. So like lifting weights, high intensity interval training, mm-hmm. um, you know, yoga, um, just movement, like like switching things up. I think is, is good. And I don't think anybody should just do the same thing over and over and over again. But I'll tell you that, that like, you know, some people's bodies do respond well to cardio, but the average person needs to switch it up way more. They need to lift heavy weights, move, and, um, they, they shouldn't just do cardio because, you know, if, if we had a contest and, you know, you and I were training people and we were going to get a million dollars if we won, um, I, I, Long, slow cardio would not be part of my training. You know, it just would not be part of the, the plan. So gotcha. I don't know if that answers yeah. your question, but... Yeah.
1: No, you, you mentioned also about high-intensity interval training. In fact, right before the call here with you, I was at the beach. I live seven minutes walking to the beach here in Brazil, and there is a dune there. And I always go there to do my sprinting training. So I took my brother there. Uh, we just came back from vacation, so it was not like a hard workout, but we did couple of five to seven sprints and 10 minutes and we are done. I'm still sweating here as yeah. <laughs> I talk to you because I just came back from the, from the beach, from the training. And it's amazing. Can you uh, elaborate more about the high-intensity interval training
2: benefits? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. like, uh, like The, the higher-intensity training is, is going to cause you know, more adaptation to the body in a shorter amount of time. And, um, a lot of times it's going to have a better effect on fat burning, you know? So, so, you know, and maybe if you, you know, did something where you, you incorporated sprints with some heavy lifts with some, a gymnastics movement or something like that, you know, um, your, your body, you, you, you can get a lot more done in a short amount of time and your body as you recover from that is going to continue to burn fat. It's going to continue to burn fat. As a, as opposed to um, long and slow cardio, that actually can put you what's called co- in a catabolic state, where you're 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 stealing muscle. You know, you're you're stealing your muscle to for energy. Whereas you want to be put in a more of an anabolic state, where you're you're building lean muscle and you're burning fat. And so, just you know, it's very very simplified approach. You know, not, not getting into all the details, but just generally speaking, lifting heavy weights, sprinting, doing high intense, intense interval training, those types of things are going to put you in a good hormonal state that's more anabolic and, and, and going to help you burn fat and build muscle. Um, and so that, you know, the, the best example is, is, you know, look at uh, an Olympic sprinter versus an Olympic marathon runner. You know, yeah, definitely. which one would you rather look like? I mean, the sprinter yeah, looks definitely. like a Greek god and the marathon runner looks like they're dying. You, you, yeah, definitely. You know, so that's just a, a little example of that.
1: Yeah. And as I, I was going to the beach with my brother, I saw like probably 10 people jogging and zero doing some kind of sprint. Like nobody does. It makes me so angry. Like I just want to go and talk to these people. <laughs> and there is nothing wrong with that. doing that once in a while. And sometimes I do. I just go for an easy jog. Just to relax and just to sweat, but I see they—that's all they do. Right. And then, then, then that's the problem. And there is no hormonal response there. Your body adapts, and then
2: they don't change their body. Right. Uh, and and, and yeah. it's. Go ahead. And, and on, to, on top of that, it's it's, you know, if you enjoy the sport of running, good, good for you. Do it. You know, or cycling or swimming. You know, good for you. Do it. There's there's benefits there because it makes you happy and it and it, and it lets you compete. But if your goal is is weight loss, like you and I are talking about, that's not the answer. And and so, you know, we want to move people towards what we're talking about. And it's sad because, you know, I I go to a lot of different gyms or I'll visit people or I'll travel and and it's so funny because sometimes I'll see the same people at the gym on on the cardio equipment like two, three years later, and they actually look worse. They actually look in worse shape. And they've just been doing the same thing. And and, and just like you said, you want to just grab them and shake them and be like, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's why we're doing this today, man, just to spread the word and about that. You know, if they're ready to listen, amazing. They're going to get amazing results. Anything else I didn't ask you that you want to share with us regarding weight loss or health or or really anything about uh, health in general?
2: You know, I think… uh, one, I just want to, you know, congratulate you on what you're doing. I think you're doing some awesome things, and 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 spreading the word, and and you know, you're taking risks, and you're putting yourself out there, and and, um, you know, it's, you're following your passion. So I, I congratulate you on that because that's amazing, Thanks. and and it's uh, we need more people like you, you know, who who are doing that. Um, but I would just say, you know, as as I do this, you know, and I I just go through life and I learn these things, um you know, I would just encourage people to just never stop learning. Um, you know, tell people it's okay. If, if you're wrong, if you found out you're wrong about something, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of professionals and experts, you know, they get so stringent in their thinking and they can't think outside of that one area. And, and, and I've been there personally, you know, I, I've been there where I thought, you know, I thought CrossFit was the only answer. And that, now I don't think that, you know, I thought, paleo was the only answer. Now I don't think that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so my goal, you know, over, over the the last decade is just, I'm always trying to learn more things. Um, and, and, and I w- I want to know if I'm wrong, right. You know, um, I just, I, if I'm wrong, I want to know, and it's okay if we're wrong and it's okay if we find out that we were wrong, but I would just encourage people to, you know, find people who've got results because a, a lot of the information we're sharing, it's not mainstream because the mainstream information is controlled by the medical world. It's controlled by, you know, the pharmaceutical world. It's controlled by commercialized farming and, and advertising dollars. And even in the United States, the government, you know, all those things are kind of in bed together and, and, and they're just spreading the wrong information. And so, you know, you and I are just, we're just trying to find the truth. We're just trying to find the truth. And and we know we've found the truth because it's helped us. It's helped hundreds, if not thousands of people. And now we just want to share that information. But I, I just, I just want to tell people that it's a journey. You're not going to get it all figured out overnight. Um, I still have things I I struggle with, or I'm trying to get answers to, um, but I, I, just never stop learning and, um, You know, just seek seek out people who've done what you want to do, and and, and follow their lead.
1: Yeah, that's awesome that you're sharing with us this. Because I try to do the same in my life. For example, I just got the book The China Study. I'm not a vegetarian, I'm not a vegan, but I want to understand maybe there is something there we can learn from, and and just using in life. You know, I'm always trying to prove myself wrong, and just keep learning more and more and more. That's awesome. Thanks so much, man. Last question. People are excited now. They learn a lot from this interview. If they have to do just one thing right after listening to this, what
2: would you say to them? Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look, so, you know, it's funny you ask that question. There's a book called The One Thing. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. I've, I've, I've listened to it on my on Audible on my phone like many times and you know, they, they pose the question, what is the one thing you must do such by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary? Mm-hmm. And I think in in this journey that we're trying to help people with, with fat loss specifically, you know, nutrition is at the base of it. Nutrition is definitely at the the, the base, the, the probably the, the biggest piece. It's not the only piece, but it's a big piece. And so if people could do one thing, I would encourage them to just move towards real food. So just every day, just, just, just try to move towards real food when you're ordering food or you're shopping or you're meal prepping, you know, and, and, and it's just understand and learn what real food is. That, that's the one thing I would encourage people to do. And then even further within that, if there's one thing you could do to make everything else easier, um, it would be meal prep. You know, take, mm. you know, block out uh, one to two times a week where you block out 60 to 90 minutes and you just prepare, you know, you wash your vegetables and cut them and, and, and prepare your meats and seeds and nuts and all that stuff. So, so food preparation, I think, would be one thing that if people do it, it it'll change their life because they'll have access to the, to the right food.
1: Yeah, that's my one, one thing I always tell people. Just go learn to cook, yep. how to cook. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome, man. Absolutely. Man, thank you so much. So what's next for you and where can people find you?
2: Yeah. So um people can can find me. Um my my website is theshanahanplan.com and then my online program is the com. And um, you know, so right now my next thing is um I I've I've partnered up with some people and, and you and I have to talk about this. We'll have to get you on as a coach in the future, but I've got an online, um, body reset program starting at the beginning of, of 2016. Um, and that's, that's really kind of my focus right now is just trying to create an online community to help the most people, um, you know, and sort of move away from the one-on-one coaching and consulting, um, where I can just help more and more people. So that, that's really my focus right now. And, um, you know, I'd love to, to get you more information and, 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 share it with you and your people in the future. Um, but yeah, and if anybody wants to contact me, they can even email me, um, Terry at theshanahanplan.com is my email. Cool. Man, thank you so much for your time. Super appreciate it. Had fun. And i talk to you soon, brother. Absolutely. Thanks, Bruno. Keep up the great work, man. Thanks for
0: listening to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Go to www.brazilianhealthnut.com for much more information about how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Hasta luego.